Coming to you from sunny Sacramento, it's How I Built My Business, an entrepreneur podcast. I'm David Carlson, and thank you so much for listening. The show is brought to you by Carlson O'Connell Commercial Real Estate. We help businesses lease and purchase office space. This podcast is for business owners and entrepreneurial nerds to share their stories. It's a support group for those of us that just can't help but start businesses. Now, let's jump into today's show. Our guest is Jeff Lieber, who owns Turnkey Product Management. He's going to tell you all about what he's built. First and foremost, uh, Jeff is one of my best buddies, and I appreciate him taking some time to be on the call. Uh, How's it going, Jeff? Going pretty good, Dave. Thanks for having me on. You caught me on a good day as the the Lakers just won the championship. uh, I'm sure Sacramento fans are not super happy, but uh, I apologize about that championship there. It's all good. I, I can't I can't say I blame you. I rooted as hard as I could against the Lakers, but uh, unfortunately, it was not enough to overcome Anthony Davis and LeBron. I, I, I must congratulate you and begrudgingly say, uh, way to go. Your team is by far the best. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was uh, it was a real hard, hard work on my part, but, you know, we pulled it out. I think most most experts were predicting it was going to be Sacramento Kings versus Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, but uh, for whatever reason, that didn't seem to happen. So, uh, really, w- where it ended up was uh, with my team nowhere near your team per usual. So, another another year, and uh, well, hopefully, we'll be a little more lucky uh, next decade. I can't even say next year, but uh, <laughs> so obviously, uh, Jeff is a good good buddy of mine, and uh, he started a company. One of uh, one of the I think the, the funniest parts of this is that uh, Jeff and I were working at a consulting firm together and he uh, called me to have a or he sent me an email to schedule kind of a lunch and him being one of my best friends, you know, scheduling a lunch, I thought was kind of interesting. And he sat me down to tell me that he was leaving our consulting firm in San Francisco to go do something else. And uh, Jeff, do you remember what you told me you were doing? No. What did I say? Uh, that was when you told me of, of your first big purchase. Uh. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I think I told you, uh, you know, I just, I'd been, you know, working at that job, which was a great company. It was an awesome job for a handful of years, but yeah, I ended up looking at different markets and saw the Amazon marketplace as, you know, made sense. And so I studied how to source a product and out of all the products under the sun, I decided to place my first test order of buying a 20 foot container that cost $15,000 of one product and one product only. And that was puppy training pee pads. You heard me right. So didn't know that you could actually start out with other products that cost maybe 500 bucks to do a test order. So, uh, yeah, lesson learned there. You don't have to jump all the way in unless you're just, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking that day, but it worked out. We sold through it and grew it into a, a pet brand and baby brand. So it worked out. It was so awesome because Jeff was leaving, you know, a pretty traditional consulting firm. It was a good job. But he had this entrepreneurial hair that he, you know, he just he just wanted to go for. And obviously, he had done a ton of research. He makes it sound like it was done, um, you know, uh, you know, with just on on a whim. But the reality is, he found a product that he was very confident he could sell on Amazon. And uh, I just remember him sitting me down and saying, "Okay, I'm leaving our company. Good news. I bought a shipping container full of puppy pee pads. It's all going to be okay." <laughs> yeah. 
I, and I remember thinking to myself, man, Jeff is a bold guy, but he's also a smart enough guy that uh, I, I knew that you that you knew what you were doing. And so you kind of sold through all of that. And that really led you to a few things to, you know, where you are now with your own business, um, you know, a bunch of employees doing really well. So um, we'll have you kind of talk about that. First thing we like to ask is uh, describe the worst job you've ever had without naming the employer so that we don't get sued. <laughs> um, let's think. Uh, I've had, I've had a, quite a few to choose from. Um, yeah, I worked at uh, a, a, a big restaurant chain, like a burger chain. Um, and I only worked there for like 60 days because I actually got fired for because I got caught. <laughs> twice eating uh like uneaten food off the table from guests that left <laughs> but hear me out so like when there's five chicken strips in the order and then you see that two and a half are left after the people leave well you know that's a good chance that those two were completely untouched perfectly good chicken and our we were supposed to throw them away in the trash it's not like we give it away to other you know people so i thought you know they're not paying me very much, so I'm going to have a little bit of chicken. And uh, they didn't like that the first time or the second time. And so they let me go. What, do, you, do you think that would be do you think that would be encouraged or frowned upon, uh, given the, the kind of COVID situation we're in these days? <laughs> um, yeah, that was pre-COVID, obviously. Um, yeah, that would probably be a little bit more frowned upon nowadays. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Was this the restaurant that you also uh, served uh, your favorite running back of all time? No, that was a different uh, employer that I was fired from. That was a, a really nice golf course <laughs> where I worked in the restaurant and I got to meet Ladanian Tomlinson from the, you know, Woo. previously the San Diego Chargers. And uh, I poured water for him and his, uh, his mom. And I spilled, I was shaking so much. I spilled water on his lap <laughs> and I said, I'm so sorry, Mr. Tomlinson. <laughs> and, uh, and then I took a photo. I asked my boss if I could take a photo with him. He said, absolutely not. And then I took a photo. I tried to sneak one because they saw me and then I got fired again. And I was like, man, I should probably just go start my own business someday. So I can't, fire myself. Well, I guess I could fire myself. So, yeah, because uh, I was thinking that maybe if it was half of LaDainian Tomlinson's chicken strip, <laughs> that you would still take that one and it would be maybe more of a collective yeah. item than like, uh, you know, helping to bridge the gap between meals kind of thing. Yeah, I would have framed that. Uh, I wouldn't have eaten that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's awesome. And and as, as self-deprecating as Jeff and I like to be, it should be noted that he worked at our consulting firm for what was it, four or five yeah, years? Yeah, and I was not fired. That was I left on my own accord. <laughs> he was given a lot of promotions, was extremely, extremely popular, and uh, they were very, very sad to see him go. Um, admittedly, the, the reason that I had a job at that consulting firm is because they liked Jeff so much that uh, when I was coming from another job, he vouched for me. And uh, that's one of several things that I will always owe Jeff for. So we, we had a great time working at that firm. And, uh, you know, all jokes aside, Jeff uh, had a very, very nice career before he went off on the entrepreneurial kind of tangent. Um, but yeah, so uh, let's see. So explain what your business does as if you were talking to a 10-year-old. Okay, that should be easy. Um, <laughs> so my company, well, so fast forward after selling my own brands of products, 
uh, I started helping just a friend who we went to college with, uh, Stephen Dempsey, and we started. Um, he was asking for Amazon tips because they're they had an awesome sunglasses company that was doing Kickstarter, Shopify, and all that. But then they were not having success on Amazon, and they saw that I was. So they, I was helping them, and then they said, "Can we just pay you to you know clean it up and optimize it and and grow it for us?" And so they we worked it out, and you know ended up growing them to over you know I mean we're going to do like over a million dollars this year in sales with them and yeah so that was really the, my first consulting client or you know agency client whatever you want to call it but I didn't have a business in mind it's literally just helping a friend and using the skills I had acquired and, and then they referred a friend and then they referred a friend and then all of a sudden I had like five six consulting clients and so from there you know I realized like wow I'm really overloaded managing my pet brand my baby brand and all these clients and so decided to make the choice to just pick one and go all in on it so I sold out of all my businesses and decided to build a turnkey product management and focus on that so we're a marketing agency that helps physical products brands that are selling on Amazon or want to sell on Amazon and we help them to optimize and market and advertise on Amazon basically with the goal of like our job is to grow their sales. So we've we've taken companies from zero dollars, you know, launching from scratch to, you know, selling hundreds of thousands of dollars per month. And we've taken, you know, a company recently this year from uh, they came to us doing a quarter million uh, a month was what they were doing. And we've helped them grow to over a million dollars a month. So, you know, we've helped a number of businesses uh, in a number of niches and sizes uh, to scale on Amazon. So I don't know if that was a good job, but that's the best I can do. <laughs> well, we'll run it by my nieces and nephews that are roughly 10. We'll see. <laughs> I don't think it was good then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely. It, it, no, it's a great job. I think that the the way that I, I kind of see it is that you sort of started out on the physical product side where you were uh, buying a physical product and kind of branding it and selling it through Amazon. And you did that really, really successfully for a long time. And you got so good at selling on Amazon that other brands noticed and started to go to you as kind of a kind of an expert consultant sort of mm -hmm. vendor. And then eventually you had so much of that business, you realized that it made more sense just to focus on the consulting side and just to be the go-to experts for, you know, helping people sell products on Amazon. And, and that's kind of how it went yep, there. Exactly. And one of my best clients I've ever had, but lowest paying clients was you actually, uh, <laughs> How do you launch? Do you want to talk about it or no? Yeah, I think we should. Uh, I think I, I think that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's go for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you, you could do it. It was your, your brand. You tell them what happened. So so after Jeff had found so much success selling some of these uh, these products online and he was doing so well that he was willing to uh, you know quit our consulting firm, I decided that I would give it a try myself. Jeff gave me some really good advice, which I promptly ignored. And uh, <laughs> he gave me access to a bunch of tips on how to sell on Amazon. And the one thing he said is make sure you find a product that has, that fits certain parameters that is going to sell really well, not necessarily something you think is cool, not, not necessarily something you think is like a growing market, but something that's a proven commodity that people need. For example, uh, puppy pee pads is something that people are going to have to order recurringly. It's, it's not necessarily the coolest product in the entire world. 
But Jeff told me to focus on that. So uh, I obviously did not listen to him. And uh, I went and started a ping pong ball brand, which was uh, kind of uh, catered towards your, uh, let's say, fraternity bros. Um, and it was actually a brand of beer pong balls. I had a ton of fun with and we actually ended up selling all of them. Uh, you know, I think I maybe made a you know thousand dollars over the course of a year. Uh, and it was a it was a fun, uh, fun experiment. But it was definitely one of those things that uh, had I listened to Jeff and stuck with a product that he knew could actually sell, I, you know, I, I might be doing that with him right now. But uh, <laughs> it was, uh, <clears throat> these, these are the sort of just side hustles that we were doing on top of our consulting firm. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, Jeff taught me first and I actually managed to sell through all my inventory. So um, even though I didn't listen to him, I think that everything he teaches is pretty spot on. <laughs> Bro balls for the win. It was awesome. Awesome. I was avoiding oh, saying sorry. the name, but uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, our, our our beer pong ball uh, brand was called Bro Ball. So um, hopefully that's not still on Amazon, but uh, who does? Uh, but uh, yeah, so like I said, Jeff, Jeff and I go go way back. So we'll be throwing each other on the bus under the bus whenever possible on this <laughs> podcast. Um, so uh, my next question is, you know, how did you take your business from an idea to like a functioning organization? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's just a, a long, you know, over a long period of time, a long period of steps. Um, you know, it, it wasn't perfect. It could have been done faster, but you know, it is, it is what it is. It's just, you do what you need to do to try to, you know, make a profitable, sustainable <laughs> business. It's, you know, for me, it started small. It was like just me. And then, um, it was all me for like a year, I think. And then finally, you know, started realizing I need to like delegate some work and, and get beyond myself in order to really grow something bigger. So I started with like a part-time customer service rep because that was where a lot of my time was going. And then from there, it, it just kept going like, what else do we need to grow? And then then I started getting better and better at the art of delegating and identifying, you know, what roles do, you know, am I currently doing that I could hand off to someone else? And so for me, it was building a team around the business so that it wasn't all reliant on me um, so that I could take a vacation now and now and again. And, you know, I didn't take a vacation for the first like couple of years, you know, because it took a, it took a while. Like it's it's quite a roller coaster to do it. But you just kind of, you know, I don't know. It, you know, so hiring and building a team was a big part of it. And then I think networking and like getting around other like minded entrepreneurs, um, you know, in the same space or similar spaces was a really great thing. And, you know, staying in close touch with you and, uh, you know, we're always bouncing ideas off each other. And so, you know, it's a collaborative effort. It's taken a lot of people, you know, it's not just me, like, it's, you know, now we have a team of over 15 uh, people at my company, but, it, you know, it, it started with one and then two, and then we <laughs> fired one and then one quit, and then, you know, and then eventually, you know, like we still have bumps every every you know month but you know you, you do what you have to do to just figure it out and try to learn the principles of business and, and apply it to your own one thing you're really good at that I am not as good at is delegating. I, I, I hear you all the time. You'll say, oh, I'm going to have someone work on that or I'm going to send an email to this person. How do you know when to delegate things and how often do you delegate things and then have to kind of take? Yeah, I mean, I just don't really like doing anything. So <laughs> or like most things, you know, so I'm just if, if someone else can do it, I'd rather have them do it or at least draft it, you know, or do the steps and then bring it back to me and then I'll help 
QA it or review it to put the final touches on it. What's probably helped me is uh, reading a number of books over the years that helped on on the topic. Um, but like one one thing I guess was like doing a time analysis of your own time. If you're a business owner and you're feeling overwhelmed and you're like, where should I start? I mean, it really does. Like I've literally logged my time maybe for like three days in a row. I just like, so I've set a timer on my desk for 20 minutes. It goes off every 20 minutes. I don't do this all the time, but when I, you know, when it's time to like do this exercise, maybe once a year, I'll like set a timer every 20 minutes and I'll literally write down in an Excel spreadsheet or on a piece of paper, what was I doing? And then I'll log the time. And there's a great free software called Toggle. Um, it's a time tracking software. You can use that yourself, T-O-G-G-L. That's a great automated way to do that where you can log like, okay, right now I'm doing prospecting and then you know i'm and then now you know from one to two i was you know in internal team meetings and then from three to four i was checking customer service emails so you log your time and then after say a three days or a week you can then kind of aggregate it and say where did the bulk of my time go and then you know i'm a big fan of the 80 20 rule so you always want to see like what are the the, the number one or number two things that are taking up the most of my time so maybe that's emails maybe that's that's, you know, just, you know, scraping potential companies to reach out to, you know, like that, that's a very time consuming thing. And I, and I just asked, OK, if that's taking me 10 hours a week, could I train someone else to do that? And then if so, um, you know, then I take the steps, which is to, you know, document what you're doing. So if, if I'm, say, scraping companies on Amazon to try to find companies that might be a good fit to reach out to that could be a client, I'll record like a Loom video. Uh, there's like free you know, video software like Loom or Zoom where you can like screen capture and I'll literally just walk through. Uh, that task. So I'm just like, okay, so, and I'm literally narrating it as I go through. So I'm like, okay, so here's how I find potential client. I go to Amazon. I click on the bestseller category. I go to this niche and then there's the 20 companies and I export them into this spreadsheet. And then I try to find their contact info, you know, whatever the thing is, you, you document it through a video and then you write it out in steps, like in a word document or a Google document. And then you now have something that can be handed off to somebody. And then you need to find the right person, impossible to find one person that can, you know, do everything you want to do. So, you, you know, you need to try to think, so you, you, I don't know, you try to really kind of group the tasks back. Okay. This, this kind of falls under the customer service slash assistant type role, or maybe it's a marketing minded role or whatever it is. Um, you know, you try to find that, um, you know, define what it is. And then you go try to, you know, hire that person and test them out and, um, you know, quality check their work and if it works then uh then you 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 know try to keep them on board full time if possible um but we even have to have some contractors or part-time people as well you don't need to have like a full-time team like you can just even delegate just to like random contractors that you find on places like fiverr or upwork um so there's so many ways to do that absolutely Man, yeah, that that was so many great pieces of advice. You know, first and foremost, I like the challenge of basically actually timing yourself in 20 minute chunks, you know, for a day or two, because I think that we all get to the end of the day and you're like, OK, that was a productive day. Like, I think I'm doing what I should be. Yeah. Doing. And you're like, wait, I actually spent like, 74 minutes today? on Instagram. Oh, that, that probably wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, you know, or or you spent, you know, it, it, in my case, it's like I, I spent an hour drafting an email 
that was basically explaining to somebody <laughs> yeah. why it doesn't make sense for me to work with them. <laughs> you know, so it's like, wait, why did I spit, put so much thought into an email to basically mm-hmm. tell someone politely, like, no, thank you. Uh, so I, I think that's a really good way to make yourself honest. And then it sounds like you just do a great job of creating processes where you, you'll make a video and you'll send instructions. And I, I think maybe because you're not uh, like kind of an ultra control freak sort of person, you're pretty comfortable with handing it off to somebody and then just checking in to see how it turns out, which I think is really, really helpful. I think yeah, I mean, it is a bit scary, but you just sort of, you know, manage the risk and start with something really low risk and you can take baby steps like, yeah, don't email the client. Like I don't, I'm hiring you to help me with my emails, but I don't want you to email any of my clients yet. I want you to check my email, draft the response based on how you think I would like to respond, send it to me. I will QA it, review it. I will show you the feedback. Say, no, I love, like what you did here, but like, I would never use this type of wording. Like, and you need to end it with best regards or, you know, whatever. Um, And you give them that specific feedback, um, you know, like don't put a winky face, you know, like that's not how I communicate, like whatever it is. And you give them the feedback and then, and then you say, so, you know, make sure that you learn this for next time. And then the next time you ask them to do it, they're probably going to be 10% better. And then eventually they'll be doing it, you know, sometimes as good as you, if not better. That's the other thing is I've got people on my team that are better at some things than me now. And, uh, and that's what's really, really great, you know, is when you have really, really talented people that do a better job and enjoy that, that task or work more than you. And then we can have a company that's got 15 people working towards the same goal. And then we can accomplish, you know, I don't know, 10, 20 times as much as I would have done by myself alone. For all of our aspiring entrepreneurs listening out there, it sounds like you are not recommending any ending emails with emojis and maybe hugs and kisses. Uh, although, you know, it's, it's to each their own. I've, I've, I've uh, you know, e- emailed someone that's a kind of, you know, big, big entrepreneur in the space. And he's a big fan of the uh, the wink face. And uh, that's, that's okay. Or the smiley face. It's not the wink face. The smiley face. Very, very much. I have I have a client that's um, maybe a little older gentleman, and he loves to include like five explanation points and mm. five question marks after every single question. <laughs> so it's kind of like yelling the question at you, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. that's just the way he writes. So you know, it works out. Let's just take a quick second to hear from our super high paying sponsor. Let's take a quick break. This podcast is brought to you by Carlson O'Connell Commercial Real Estate. Carlson O'Connell helps business owners buy and lease commercial buildings. Are you tired of spending hard-earned money on expensive commercial rent? Go to carlsonoconnell.com to schedule a no-pressure, free lease versus own analysis. With record low commercial interest rates and 10% down SBA loans, you could be your own landlord. Trade in your monthly lease payment for an appreciating real estate asset to supercharge your net worth. Contact Carlson O'Connell for more information. License number is 019 now we're back. Uh, so, you know, we've already gotten into some awesome, awesome advice so far. Um, another question I like to ask is, what was one of the hardest parts? Of uh, yeah, the hardest part of starting was was just taking the the actual leap of faith. Really starting the business. Like I, um, you know, I bought a course that taught how to source products and, and and launch on Amazon. It took me probably six to seven months to go through the two month course. Like I went through it, but I didn't actually place the order 
for that first product until like seven months from from uh, you know my initial start date. There was other people in that same course started the same time. They had a product like after three three months of of uh, you know from inception. So I took a really long time to even place that first fifteen thousand dollar order. Um, and so that was really, really hard was just like biting the bullet and really going for it, you know, cause everyone's got ideas. You can, you can talk all day about all this stuff, right? We love talking about ideas, but <laughs> you know, have you sold something? <laughs> have you got, have you gotten a product or a service up and just taken a sale and, you know, just even try it. So that was probably the hardest part. Um, cause I almost didn't even start it. Right. I, I, you know, thought about never purchasing that order because it seemed too risky or stupid many, many times. And then probably the next hardest part was um, was leaving our, you know, my safe job. Um, but just so you know, like it, it I was working that um, pet product um, sales on the side. I was hustling part time working nights and weekends, you know, uh, on my laptop. And so I actually worked for like nine months on the business before leaving my job. Like I didn't you don't have to like leave your job and then start something like it's okay to do it as a side hustle first play around test out some stuff and it's okay to fail it's actually good to fail because that means you're actually taking action and and trying so uh, so just getting past those first first few hurdles to where you're finally you know get, having revenues and, and expenses and profits and <laughs> getting to that part of the business like that that was hard for my first time I think that's really good advice too, and a good reminder that you know you didn't invite me for a sit-down lunch and then tell me, hey, I'm you know I I bought this shipping container of puppy pads and I hope it works out. I remember you told me, hey, I've been working on this for the last nine months on the side. I'm making you know X per month. It's going really well. Um, I think this is the next logical step. And so I I think that is really key that you know you have to push yourself to action, but you also don't want to just you know jump out of a plane without a parachute. After after you've, uh, you know, you want to try it out a little bit mm -hmm. first. You want to test your concept, which is exactly what you did. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it, it comes back a little bit to our two different personalities and that in you know in college, we used to joke about you being the most informed consumer because you would, you know, read product reviews and like give a lot of thought before you went and purchased something. Whereas I tend to be on the other end of the spectrum where I will buy something and then, you know, turns out that it's, it doesn't have the right adapter or the reviews. I didn't check the reviews. They're terrible. It turns out that it's a, you know, it's not a nice piece of equipment. So I think I have a tendency to be on the, you know, take action too fast end of the spectrum. And I think that you and I mm -hmm. have both sort of maybe shifted towards the middle a little bit and forcing yourself to take action, but not just take, you know, leaps of faith without doing the research. So yeah, couldn't I think agree there's more. some kind of happy medium there. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, we've, we've kind of we've touched on this a little bit. Obviously, you and I are both pretty self-deprecating guys. But uh, what is a mistake that you made that you wouldn't mm. make again? Gosh, there's a lot to choose from. <laughs> um, <laughs> I promise everybody we are. Yeah. How long do you have? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, biggest mistake is... I don't know. One that I'll that I'm now very very cautious about is getting into formal partnerships with people. Um, so I've done you know 
Uh, I've had a couple now, um, but mostly I've done it on my own as far as like, you know, I'm, I'm the owner and don't have like co-founders, but I've gotten into, you know, one or two ventures where I I did get into a partnership, but I didn't know the person super well. It was more like, Oh, you have a good idea and I have complimentary skills. Cool. We had a good lunch at Wendy's. Let's, let's dive into a partnership and just like get going, you know? Um, so I would, Right. Wendy's is where um, business is done, so that yeah, makes sense. But yeah, so the, the lesson learned is like when you're forming a, a formal partnership, um, you really want it. I mean, it's like a marriage. Like I was in that with that partnership and that person. Um, you know, it, it took two years of just grinding, and our personalities did not clash. We did not see eye to eye on many things, and um, it really was not a fun time for either of us, you know, and I'm not the easiest person to work with either probably, but you know, we, we just should have like, you know, like <laughs> just, if you're ever going to get into partnership, no, like it's, it's a marriage and you're going to be doing this for like a few years at least most likely. And so you, I would really recommend like a dating phase or a really vetting process before, or maybe a trial period. Like, yeah, let, let's, you know, at least take the, the, you know, the next 90 days to like, get it from point A to B. Let's not sign anything or do anything crazy yet. Like, let's just make sure we're enjoying working together, have the same vision. Cause yeah, that was really hard to get out of and, and really, really stressful and painful um, for sure. Kind of switching gears. Uh, you know, I know that we can't disclose which one, but you had some recent success of getting uh, your services put in front of one of the sharks from Shark Tank. That was kind of an exciting thing. What, what are some other things that you're proud of, or you can you talk about that experience? Um, What's something you're proud of? Yeah, I mean, with 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 Turnkey, yeah, getting to work with one of the sharks from Shark Tank and getting to train their whole portfolio on Amazon this year. That was, you know, I mean, <laughs> they they vetted the crap out of us and. And, um, you know, we passed all the sniff tests and, and did, a, did a great training. And now we're working with a number of their clients and that's growing. So um, that's definitely one of the coolest things that's ever happened. But I think what's really cool is like that didn't come from me. That actually came from one of my team members that cold emailed the one of the sharks and uh yeah so like i wasn't the one who sent that email you know um you know so that's what's so cool is like i'm so proud of is like i have an amazing team of people some of them are family members my sister my cousin some of them are their friends but we've hired a number of people (laughs) that are not friends and family and we just have such an awesome culture and, and strong team and and everyone does a great job and so i just think it's cool you know that you know have attracted really really great people that really can produce awesome results and and i think it's cool like i'm paying their salaries you know like they're full time you know and like they're living off of what i'm paying them you know and then uh so that that makes me feel really cool you know just proud about that at the end of the day and and just seeing some of our clients case studies in helping them achieve their goals and grow to be you know million dollar businesses um it's it's really really rewarding no, that is so cool. It, it is awesome that something that you started is employing, you know, several people. I think that's obviously something to be really proud of. And one thing I think I'll, you know, I'll make clear as well is is Jeff works with companies that sell physical products, and they may be selling on Amazon, they may be not selling on Amazon. Maybe they're selling on Amazon and not doing it very well. But essentially, what his services can do is, you know, it's like 
if you were selling your product in Walmart and you could pay somebody to stand there and talk about how good the products are and point their direct, you know, point their attention to them. It, it just kind of like helps someone sell a product uh, much better on Amazon than if he wasn't involved in helping. So I think, you know, if, if people are still a little unsure of exactly who Jeff works with, it's people that sell physical products. And even if you're selling on your own website or other places, Jeff can basically take you selling on Amazon on and just supercharge it. He's done it with all of these other companies. Um, yeah, I've mentioned a couple of them, but um, yeah, like Vitacup Coffee um, is is a brand that maybe some of you have heard of. They're now in Target um, and, and some other big retail stores. But when you know we were with them, you know, when they were very, very just starting out and just had launched. And so they were only doing seven grand a month um, when they started with us, but they were so busy with all this other stuff and, you know, just got connected with them at the right time. They needed help. We took over Amazon and helped them grow to over $180,000 a month in less than six months. Um, and then they went on to retail and all this other great stuff. So, um, yeah, that was, that was one that uh, sticks out. It's not the hardest sale when you have so many case studies like that, where you can show people, look, let us show you how to really boost your sales on Amazon. That's awesome. Switching gears, I always like to ask what people's favorite uh, sports team is. We talked about one team for you earlier. I don't know if that's actually your favorite team or if it is, but who, who would you say is your yeah, favorite Yeah, Lakers, because the Chargers ripped one. out my heart when they moved to L.A., so it would be a you know close toss-up <laughs> if it, we were talking a few years ago, but uh, yeah, Lakers... That's true. The the heart the heartbreaking Chargers that is brrutal. And and as as we discussed earlier, I am a Sacramento Kings fan, which means that I frequently lose bets to Jeff. Uh, the, the only yeah. time I win bets is when the spread is just so incredible that uh, the Kings the Kings will get lucky and they'll they'll yeah. lose by like twelve instead of fifteen, and then and then hello me. It has been a very rough rough ten to fifteen years for us Kings fans, but uh, congratulations! Yeah, it feels really really good on your championship. That's pretty awesome. How about a uh, mm. Book you've read or listened to? Let's see. Yeah, I love the book called The One Thing. If you haven't read that, that's a great, um, you know, sort of productivity, you know, self time management book. Um, and if you have a business that wants, so that book is good whether you have a business or not. If you have a business or, you know, are in marketing or sales and want to grow your sales, I listened to a recent book called Traction. I think it's by Gino Wickman. Basically gives you a bunch of different traffic channels and traction channels of ways to grow your business, no matter what type of niche you're in. So if you're looking to grow your business, like that would be a good one for you, Dave, for your business as well. Um, Highly recommend them. Yeah, I read the one thing which which I really loved. That was great. I think that was on your own recommendation. Mm-hmm. But I have not read Traction, so I'll have to check that out. That's awesome. If anyone ever is interested in Amazon, or if you have, if you know anyone that um, you know has a physical products brand, and you're curious if there's ways to grow it on Amazon, we're always happy to take a look. You know, for free at at people's businesses. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us uh, for free, and um, you know, because that's we really have to be selective. You know, we can't help everyone. There's some 
products or niches that aren't a great fit. So we really look at each one, each business like one on one and, and take a look to see if, if we can help them to grow. So, um, so yeah, if anyone is interested or wants to get some free resources, um, that you can just go over to turnkeyproductmanagement.com slash resource and you'll find some free downloads for Amazon tips. And I have a podcast called the playbook for Amazon podcast where we talk about Amazon specifically and how to grow. So, um, yeah, but if anyone ever has any questions or wants to reach out, you can, yeah, reach out there or find me on LinkedIn. I know that you you focus on clients that are doing you know a certain amount of sales, uh, but all of the resources on your website and in your podcast are great for you know for anyone that wants to sell on Amazon better. And of course, Amazon has become you know the online Walmart. Selling well there is is really really key. And I, I love how your your website and your company really offers just a ton of helpful insight. Yeah, no, appreciate uh, it. Regardless of whether they work with you or not. All right, buddy. Well, uh, thank you again for uh, for taking your time to chat with me. I mean, you know, I'm I'm new to this podcast thing, but uh, it's been really awesome having you. Yeah, on. I'm uh, honored to awesome be a guest, and that. you're already a great interviewer. I knew you would. You love talking a little bit way too much, but this is why this is this will be your thing. You're you're great at it. Yeah, if, if podcasts <laughs> are for people to love the sound of their own voice, I think nice. I'm going to be pretty at home. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, that's it for our show. Thank you again for listening. Uh, If it wasn't for you and our guest, I'd just be talking to myself. This podcast is brought to you by Carlson O'Connell Commercial Real Estate. Carlson O'Connell helps business owners buy and lease commercial buildings. Are you tired of spending hard-earned money on expensive commercial rent? Go to carlsonoconnell.com to schedule a no-pressure, free lease versus own analysis. With record low commercial interest rates and 10% down SBA loans, you could be your own landlord. Trade in your monthly lease payment for an appreciating real estate asset to supercharge your net worth. Contact Carlson O'Connell for more information. License number 019-771101.